Hey, it's Brendan. Welcome to Motivation with Brendan Burchard. And I have an unbelievable book recommendation for you today and interview with the great Lewis Howes. You know him as the host of the School of Greatness podcast, a podcast I recommend to everybody. And he has a new book out called The Greatness Mindset. And here's why you're gonna love this interview. Right now, as I'm filming this to you, Lewis and I are at a multi-day event that I'm hosting for a lot of the sort of the bigger names in the influencer creator industry. And what's special about it is most of them have been friends for a really long time. And I've gotten to really see and experience them grow into greatness. You know, many of them, no one knew who they were, and now they reach millions, well, collectively hundreds of millions of people every week. And so an incredibly influential group, and I've seen Lewis evolve so much over the last decade. We've been friends for a really long time, and what I love about what he has done with this book is he's approached greatness in a very counterintuitive way, so much about how you heal and how you deal with your fears and how you choose to show up for others. I think it will surprise you. I think you will learn a lot about Lewis when you see him and all the success and he's a big guy, you make assumptions about him and then you're gonna see his heart on full display today in this interview. Enjoy this unbelievable interview with Lewis Howes, the author of the new book, The Greatness Mindset. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of and I promise you, you are capable of. 
Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Hey, everybody, it's Brendan, and I'm here with Lewis Howes, author of the new book, The Greatness Mindset. Uh, we've been jamming. It's early morning. It's Napa, <laughs> California. We had a dramatic night last night with a bunch wow. of friends. We're here uh, doing a mastermind, and I'm blessed to have you here, my yeah, friend. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Great friendship. We yeah, learn from each other. And yeah. I'm just yeah. so blessed to have you here. I'm grateful for you, man. I want to I kick it off with you and, and just appreciate you for how generous you are. I've said this many times in the last few days, but you, you know, I think your audience knows this, how giving you are, because you give free content for the last 14 years, like every week consistently, and you just say, how can I give my best stuff? But you really give to your friends and your community in the industry as well in a big way, you know, putting together an entire event, there's 30 something of us here, paying for everything, taking care of us. So I just really appreciate you bringing us together and being a connector. And I think one of the things about business and uh, and really life that I've learned from you is the power of supporting people and accomplishing their goals. The power mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. helping people get clarity, helping people create connections, supporting and elevating people into accomplishing what they want. And it's interesting because yesterday we did, you know, a round table and you did an amazing job teaching us a framework about business and life. And then also everyone went around, a bunch of people went around and shared what they're up to, what they're excited about, what they're grateful for, and their biggest challenge. And you do a beautiful job just facilitating. But the interesting thing is, there were a lot of people who had accomplished a lot of things. And I'm not here to call anyone out, but I was just noticing that a lot of people are trying new things. Mm -hmm. They've accomplished a lot. They're in a kind of a new season after COVID, trying to figure out what they want to do next. What is their new identity? Yes. What are they stepping into? Does the old them work for the future vision they have for their life? And I was sitting next to our friend, Dean Graziosi, who's a master at a lot of this stuff too. And he was just dropping gems on kind of giving people feedback. And I kept opening a, a, a page to my totally. book to Martha, my girlfriend next to me on probably four or five different scenarios of people being so unclear of their, their dreams. They were accomplished, successful individuals who are all talented, but they weren't clear on exactly what they wanted. And I wanted to make a distinction of something that I've learned over the last 15, 20 years of, of experience from sports into the business world and building personal brand. I was really good at creating goals and dreams and accomplishing them mm. in sports and then in business for the first, I guess, 10 years mm -hmm. of business. But there was always something missing. 
you know, it was like I was 80% of the way figuring it out. Yeah. Where it was, I was able to accomplish goals. Yep. I didn't have the fear of taking action and, you know, putting myself out there. I wasn't afraid of success, but there was something missing. And it's the difference between, I'm going to share a scenario that I, I would love for you to break down with me and, and tell me what you think about it. The difference between success and greatness. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people want success. Mm -hmm. But what I have figured out is that success by itself is selfish. Success and goals and dreams are good, but if it doesn't include others and yeah. figuring out how to support yes. and serve other people, then it just becomes about me and not about we. Yes. And that's why I really like the word and the concept around greatness because greatness includes others. Yes. And it includes your dreams and your biggest goals and also figuring out how to impact your friends, your family, your partner, your community in a way of service as well on your on your pursuit of those dreams. And so goals. true. And that's something I think you do masterfully. You too, my brother. Which is you build and launch and exit massive businesses, but every one of them is tied to how do I help others? Yeah. And, and by doing that, it's fulfilling, it's renewable energy, and there's clarity. There is like calm within the clarity because it's not just about, well, I, I need to be a number one New York Times bestseller for me. I need to do a $10 million launch for me. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm a failure. And right. we were kind of hearing concepts like that yesterday. Yes. It was like, well, what if it doesn't work? And we're the ones that are teaching people how to do this stuff. But, <laughs> right. but sometimes we need we our own medicine, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that was something that in my book, The Greatest Mindset, the first concept is getting so clear on a meaningful mission. Not a dream, mm. not a goal, mm. but a meaningful mission is tied to greatness. Goals and dreams are just about success and more me focused. Yep. And a meaningful mission it's is real. how do I include others in the dreams and goals? Whether you're just starting out or you're trying to figure out what you're doing, you know, in the creator economy or a small business entrepreneur. But I just want to let people know, listening and watching, that the biggest entrepreneurs and creators, some of them, are in transition and trying to figure out their next meaningful mission as well. Doubt is and, there. And so you're not alone yeah. yes. wherever you are listening right now. I love that. But getting clear on that start. is key because even mm. if you're creating mm. and making money and launching, there's something that's not gonna feel enough inside of you or you might still be doubting yourself if it's not a clear, meaningful mission. So I just think that's the foundation for, for whatever anyone's trying to do around strategy for launching or creating a book or a podcast or, or building your business. It's gotta be clear about we, not just me. I love that. I love that. The first thing that comes to my mind when I hear you say that, that I want everyone to appreciate. I mean, this group reaches a tremendous number of people. Yes. And what's beautiful about them as we go around and we share our vulnerabilities is yesterday almost everything was built upon, and it will always be for all of us, this, I want to do these things, but I have doubt. Yes. I'm scared it won't work. And we also heard, I'm scared I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I'm scared if I fail again. And these but are mindset. Down if I, yeah. This is mindset. Mm -hmm. As we go around, no one was like, I can't figure out WordPress. You know, <laughs> it was like, no, no, it was, it was, and it wasn't like, I need to hire this person per yeah. se. It was. They weren't worried about the technical. Yeah. I'm, I, you know what? I'm having some doubts here. And the difference between, I really believe, you know, success and people who are unsuccessful or have unsuccessful patterns, what's happening for them is they have the doubt and then they stop. And what this group will do is they'll have the doubt but they'll explore it, they'll allow it, they'll be okay with yeah. it. Doubt is okay, doubt is a, a signal to learn. And in this group, it's a signal to say, 
hey, I'm not sure. What, what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. And I think it's in that social sharing when we have doubt or fear that is incredible. But most people can't do that in their lives because their mindset is, if I share a vulnerability, I'm going to get judgment. They're going to reject me. I'm going to shut down. I'm going to stop. So meaning a mission, I can't even do that because I can't even get over myself or share to others what my real thoughts, uh-huh. feelings, dreams are. And one of my favorite things about your book, which I'm just going to compliment you later, and we haven't had a chance to talk about this because I'm, for those who are looking, I got the galley copy yep. from this dude yesterday, and I'm so pumped about it. And I love how you broke down the structure and uh-huh. the first section was on like the barriers mm-hmm. to the greatness mindset. Barriers to greatness. And, and it was like, okay, one barrier, of course, is we have to connect with a meaningful mission. Mm-hmm. But I also love that you started with fear, judgment, mm-hmm. because the reality is most people are holding themselves back from even expressing what they want, let alone finding it. So yeah. how do you, for, for, for people hearing like, wait, you guys, you, you guys get together and you all share like what you're afraid of, what what you're you're afraid of what's not stuff. working, where you're insufficient. For those who hear that and they're like, I would never share where I feel like I'm not enough. I would never share you know, because I think even us in our early friendship, mm-hmm. right? It, it was like we were at stages of our career where we were like, we're just trying to build. Yep. And so there was a guardedness there, mm-hmm. not in a, in a negative way. It's just, I think, over friendships, magic about a friendship is that drops down over a period of time in every of friendship, right? Yeah. And somehow we find that. And somehow this group's find that. So for the one person's listening, we're like, I, I'm, I'm a competitive person. I, sure, I can't I mean, tell everybody. They'll, sure. My friends will make fun of me. My parents will reject me. How do you even get into the greatness mindset mm. when you're terrified to share what your real dream or thought even is? Two things there. Number one, the first 30 years of my life was about competition. And it only got me so far. It was about winning. It was about being right. It was about doing whatever it took to prove people wrong. Mm. And it got me external results of success Yes, in terms of sports, business, et cetera. Up until 30, I looked successful on the outside, but I felt insignificant and mm-hmm. unsuccessful and not enough on the inside. And it's been a 10-year journey now. Literally, it'll be 10-year anniversary of the podcast, The School of Greatness, in about a week or two. Right at that time is when I started realizing that my ego was driving me. Like my, I wasn't even aware that my ego was driving me. I just thought this is who I am. Accept me. Don't judge me. All that stuff. I went through the first phase, let's say, of a transformational experience of opening up about a lot of things I was ashamed of, afraid of, insecure about that I didn't want anyone to know about me because if they knew about me, I thought no one would love me. Mm -hmm. I thought they wanted to accept me if they knew about what I'd done in my past, what people had done to me, all the shames which I've talked about publicly. And I said to myself, I'm going to shift from trying to be number one, being the best and winning at all costs to collaboration and lifting others up. And And being happy. And being happy. And being happy. Serving others. Yes. And that was the journey. It didn't happen overnight. It took time to unwind, you know, almost 30 years of programming. Yeah. But it really allowed me to have a lot more peace inside around that. Now, here's the thing around fear. I believe self-doubt is the killer of all dreams. Mm. I think self-doubt is what ruins people's lives. Mm -hmm. And my intention and vision is to give people the tools to overcome the doubt within themselves so they can authentically live a life that they desire. And I believe there are three main causes of self-doubt. The first one is the fear of failure. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people are afraid to fail, period. Mm -hmm. If you ask a room of 1,000 people, how many of you have ever been afraid to fail 
just raise your hand. Almost the entire room will raise their hand. Yes. At yes. some point in their life, and typically right now, yeah. it's one of the main drivers of self-doubt that causes them to not launch their thing, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. As an athlete growing up, I knew that failure was the path to success and success was what I wanted. Right. Failure was testing, iterating, that learning, was practice. falling on your face, getting skill, exactly. practice. It was I love practice. That. Yeah, I love it. And, and the coaches that I had really said, you know, this is just feedback. It's information telling you what's not working and we're gonna work on how to get there. Yeah. So it wasn't like a bad thing when I would drop a pass. I didn't like it, I wanted to improve, but it allowed me to focus on how to get better. So I was never afraid of failure. That wasn't my, my kryptonite. There was something else for me. The second fear, which I didn't understand until I started to study it, is the fear of failure. There's an incredible documentary called The Weight of Gold. Mm -hmm. It's about Olympic gold medalists who go extremely depressed, have breakdowns, uh, yes. and commit suicide. A lot of gold medalists have committed suicide within a year after winning the gold mm -hmm. because of the weight, the pressure, now everyone wanting something from you, and can you really tell if they care about you for you? Right. Um, and the achievement of having done the thing. Can I do it going, again? Is that it? Is that all there is? It's the walking now on the what? moon effect, right? Exactly. Now yeah, what? you landed on the moon, you're back on Earth. Now what? What's going to feel that amazing? And is it possible even again? Oh my God. My boxing trainer, uh, Tony Jeffries, he was an Olympic bronze medalist uh, for England boxing 15 years ago. And he goes, There's never been a moment like that again. And, and I'll probably never be able to recreate that right. feeling, right? right? So you have to find it in other ways, yes. which is hard sometimes. And when you chase a dream for 15, 20 years, and then it's over, now yeah. what do I do? Right. It's like a crisis that we have. So anyways, there's so many things tied to success for people. If you're not trained and ready, could be extremely challenging, specifically around money. If you didn't have money and now you have money, yeah. people are reaching out to you, asking for it. It makes you feel yeah. overwhelmed. All these things where... If you're afraid of something, why would it come to you? If you're afraid of success, why would success say, I wanna be in your life? Yeah. You're rejecting it. That's the second thing. I always wanted success, so I was never afraid of it. My kryptonite was the third thing that causes us to doubt ourselves, which is the fear of judgment, other people's mm -hmm. opinions. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that crippled me. It was more about like what people were thinking about me, what they were saying about me, like their opinions but I was masking it because I was just like, I'm just driven to succeed. But I was so worried about what people were thinking about me yeah. from the wounds that I had from my entire life that that crippled me when I felt triggered in life, when I felt abused or abandoned or whatever it might be, I was like reactive and trying to have a sense of control. Did that and make you defensive in like relationships? Uh, right, right, because that's usually, yeah. Everything, okay. defensive. When I didn't feel understood, I'm reactive, I'm defensive, I'm, you know, all these different things that I had to learn how to heal. And at the center of all three of these fears, failure, success, judgment, is the feeling of I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. That's whatever, that's the center mm -hmm. of all three of these. And when we can learn to figure out how to go back and see the scenarios and stories that told us we are not enough. And we can actually learn to mend those and heal those Beautiful. memories. Mm. And instead, like Viktor Frankl said, create meaning from those memories mm -hmm. so that we can use them as a superpower as, a as opposed to being powerless. Right. That's when we can really be authentic in our movement towards our meaningful mission. Beautiful. And we can understand that, hey, I may not be perfect in all these ways and I may still need to learn skills and I may have a little fears here and there, but 
I know that I accept and love myself. And it's a constant practice to yes. stay in that state. It doesn't yes. just happen overnight and then you're love and accept yourself fully. I'm practicing it continually so I can stay in a peaceful state. And I break down how to understand and figure out what, what trigger is for you that holds you back in the book. But I think when we can start to break this down and understand it, we can have more peace towards just day-to-day -day life yeah. and not be as overwhelmed. And I yeah. think that's the key. I think you did a great job in the book about this idea that we all believe that someone has a perfect mindset. Mm. And I think the unfortunate um, popularity of the term is that mindset. Mm. And it's not. It's like mind practice. Yes. Right. It's application. It's it's, like yeah. And, and I mean, well, I really got that vibe, including last night, kind of just drilling through. It's like, oh, this is an ongoing mm -hmm. thing, right? It's like you're, you're, you might find a meaningful mission, but you better connect with that every day. Consider. Right? You might be in love. Maybe you had the wedding, but you got to connect with that love generate that love and experience that love in presence each day mm -hmm. because your mindset and your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, these things will crash through like waves mm -hmm. and you're the only one who's gonna reorient or assign meaning to your point earlier mm -hmm. of like, if you look back at the past, putting meaning on it, not just like accepting what meaning was when you were a child, integrating it. That's it, that's and, the key and, word, Yeah, integration. Integration of that. And then finding that practice each day of like, okay, integrating, what are my real goals, thoughts, feelings, dreams, my meaningful mission? Why is that important to me? Um, how do I move forward? Because, you know, I talk about motivation all the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, oh, motivation doesn't matter. I'm like, tell me what does. Discipline. Well, you're not disciplined unless you're motivated. You have right, to have right, motivation both. to do. Yeah, yeah. 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 they're not separate. Yeah, and yeah. most people think there's all these separations. And it's like, well... If you're disciplined, you have the impulse to do it. You're like you're going to energize yourself to go do the discipline. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't, motivation doesn't mean you want to. Right. It means you can drive yourself to. Yeah. And so I would love to think of it like, as, as these guys always listen to distinctions there, like what is for you when you have that meaningful mindset? Because I think a, a lot of people have that sense of, mm -hmm. you know, I have a mission, <clears throat> I have some goals, but I can't motivate myself. You know, I, my mindset, maybe I, I've dealt with some fears. Uh-huh. Maybe rejection, you're right, is my thing. So how do I do it anyway? Like, you know what I mean? How do you get into that mindset of that, take the action anyway, even those those things yeah. are there? If you don't feel like you're being able to take action, then I don't feel like you've truly faced it. If you don't have the peace of mind to take action, then there's still something holding you back. There's still one of these fears somewhere that you haven't addressed that's holding you back from actually putting yourself out there. So good. For right me, on, right I, on. again, I, right on. I, when I was afraid, to step out into the field, football, basketball game or whatever, because we were playing a big team, you know, a state champion. And I was thinking, I'm not ready. I'm afraid. These guys are much better than us. Can we win? What if I embarrass myself? What if we get humiliated? What if I don't score a point? All these what ifs. That's killing your motivation. Right Kill there. motivation. Yeah. The, uh, it'd be very hard to do it on my own to go out there and perform. Oh, nice. I need great coaches. I need great accountability. I need a great team mm -hmm. around me. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. I never had it on my own. Jordan, Kobe, all these, you know, LeBron, they don't do it on their own. On their journey to the top, they have team and coaches and mentors that get them there. When they're at the top, as you know, that's when everyone starts calling you. When, when they're at the top of their game and, yeah. and music and business and sports, they call you because they say, how do I perform even greater now? Yeah. How do I sustain this? Mm -hmm. Because... 
Getting here is one thing. Staying there and keeping the elevation when all the pressure is on me is another level. So we need to call Brendan Bouchard. That's what they do. Thank they you. call you. That's always what I've done. I've known from an early age of just playing sports that I look up to people I respect. I look up to you. I look up to guys like Ed Milet, Dean Graziosi, you know, Randy and Ethan and all these guys in here who have had seasons beyond me, who have been there and done that. And I reach out when I need advice, when I need support, when I need accountability, when I'm like, mm, I'm a little doubting this because I've never done it. Yes. Never done That's something. normal to doubt yeah. something you've never done before. Exactly. People can't sit with that. And I just think you don't have to pay for coaching or pay for mentorship, but I think finding people in your life that can support you yeah. when you're doubting yourself that you respect, that you trust, that always gave me the courage in sports. It gives me the courage in relationship. I have a therapy coach that I work with every two weeks and things are great. It's mm -hmm. not like something's bad. Right. I just want to keep getting better. Yeah. So I keep leaning and investing in these different areas of my life. So I love where you went coach. with that. Yeah. I love where you went with that, you know, because for those who are listening, that question of, you know, how do you motivate yourself when you don't want to do it? You know, or I've got these fears or these doubts. First, that's entirely normal. Yeah. Lewis Howes feels that. Yeah. The difference is Lewis Howes goes, okay, I'm feeling that. Let me get a coach. Let me reach out to people. Mm -hmm. You know, let me uh, find a team. Let me ask questions. You know, here's You're the really thing. good at that. Here's the funny thing. We were in a text thread this morning. I'm not going to say what happened, but there was a text thread this morning where, where one of our friends went through something last night that was scary and uncomfortable for them. Everything was fine this morning. They were saying everything was fine. And someone replied in the text. I'm not sure if you saw this. It was like 20 minutes ago. Someone replied in the text saying, because our friend was like, you know, I feel a little embarrassed about what happened. Mm -hmm. Guys, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm... Sorry to like break up the party a little bit with what this situation was. And someone replied and said this morning, never feel embarrassed. It's actually more courageous to reach out for help. Yes. So many people try to do it on their own it. to, to not feel embarrassed. And I think mm. it's more courageous to say, hey, I'm not feeling good or I'm thinking I'm a little off right now or I'm just I'm not sure about myself. It's, it's more courageous to reach out for help and get that support than it is to try to do it on your own. I love it. I tell people all the time, most people, especially like in our, our world or our industry, they're actually not fearful to start the business or start the website or start the mm -hmm. podcast or start the thing. It's not fear. It's not real fear. It's not that fear that's like, you know, uh, you're gonna be attacked right. or you're gonna fall or you're gonna be physically harmed. It's not even that big of a psychological fear. The reality is they would just be embarrassed to be seen starting small. Hey, it's Brendan. You know one question I never anticipated getting as the world's leading high-performance coach? It's, Brendan, what kind of car do you drive? I never anticipated getting that, but I drive a Range Rover Sport. I love this thing. You know, when you look at the Range Rover Sport, it, you just know it's, it's powerful, it's all-terrain, it's the thing in sporting luxury, but what a lot of people don't know is when you get in this thing, it's got this uh, like cockpit-like experience inside. It feels amazing to drive it. Inside, there's noise cancellation, there's cabin air purification, they have massage seats, literally. <laughs> I mean, this thing is awesome. It's my favorite drive. It's got the power, the performance, the agility that someone like me who's really into high performance cares about. You can go build your own Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. That's LandRoverUSA.com. So there's a scenario, there's a process in the book to help you overcome this that well, I talk about. Because me. 
again, when I was done with one identity of playing sports and trying out a new identity of business and making money, which I had no business getting into because I didn't know what I was doing, I had all these insecurities and fears. And a mentor of mine said, you haven't done a fear list yet. And I go, what's a fear list? And he goes, you need to write down your biggest fears, rank them from the scariest to the least scariest, and just keep writing down any insecurity and fear and create a fear list. As long as you have a list of fears, you will be powerless in mm. your dreams mm. or something will hold you back. Mm -hmm. So in order to be fearless, you need to create a fear list and start knocking them off. Like that. that I, I couldn't speak in public 15 years ago because I was terrified of what people would think about me. I was embarrassed about how I communicated. Yes. And so that was the number one fear. And I found a coach who was a speaker coach. And he said, you need to go to Toastmasters and you need to put yourself in an embarrassing situation every week. Be uncomfortable. I did not want to do this, but yes. I had a dream of impacting people. And yes. I didn't know if it was going to be in a boardroom or in front of 50,000 people on a stage. I didn't know, but I knew I wanted to make an impact. Yeah. And I knew public speaking or the ability to communicate effectively and enroll people in a vision yeah. was a skill that I needed to learn in mm. order to do that. Mm. And so I didn't want to do this. I did not want to show up and stand in front of a room of professionals and get judged every week. It was the most uncomfortable thing. But I also knew this was the thing that was holding me back from my dreams. So every week I did this practice, for a year. Feedback, practice, feedback, practice, practice feedback. embarrassment, humiliation, right. all these things. I mean, it was a safe environment, but you feel embarrassed. Yeah. Because you're not as good as everyone else. But showing up next week, you work through it again. And get better. You work through it again, you work through it again. That's the thing that most people don't, a fear or an embarrassment, you just gotta work through that a bunch. Constantly. You know? Constantly. The more you work through it, the more it doesn't have its hooks in you anymore. It doesn't. You're doesn't aware of it. You. You're aware of it because we'll still have that. 100%. Right? If, if last night happened to us, we'd also feel a little 100%. tinge of that. But if we've worked through it a lot, you're like, oh, that's not going to get me today. You know, it's not yeah. going to hook me. And you have more mm. practice on just accepting. It goes back to, do I accept and love myself mm -hmm. even if I embarrass myself? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. And that's the key because when you do, then you have the ability to be more vulnerable or, or, mm. or no matter what happens, you still accept and love yourself. And a lot yeah. of us put this pressure that unless I do this, unless I achieve this, people are not going to love and accept me. And the thing is, we are not a loving and accepting of ourselves. And that's the key. It's interesting. I would not have, you know, you weren't there, but it was a two years ago. There was a, um, a mastermind thing with Tony Robbins. And at one point, everyone's kind of going around and everyone's getting coached by Tony, right? Yeah. 20 of us in a room. And I'm the last person to go. For whatever reason, it just came to me last. And I remember, you know, we were, we were supposed to ask Tony a couple of questions about business. And for whatever reason, he just saw it in me. He just saw something was off. And he goes, how's your relationship, brother? You know, I was like, I just lose it in front of all of our peers. You know, individuals who are successful, I'm bawling in mm. front of everyone. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, should I feel embarrassed or is this is exactly what I need. I need practice actually allowing myself to be vulnerable in front of other high achievers, mm -hmm. other peers in this, and someone I respect. And, and with and, the coach, yeah, absolutely. With, yeah, with Tony and not masking it. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because, you know, it wasn't an enjoyable moment necessarily to like be vulnerable and crying and be like a mess in front of people. But I know it's exactly what I needed. Yeah. It was uncomfortable, but it was needed. Yes. And it's, here's a powerful thing. Oh, I love thing. that. Uncomfortable, but needed. And here's the Ooh. powerful thing. Later that night, you know, we're going to dinner and stuff. And one by one, the people in the room that I didn't really know that well. There were some people that I didn't know. 
they were coming up to me and they were like, thank you so much like for, for how you were opening up. I kind of thought one thing about you and I had no clue that you were this like vulnerable and this open and this, you didn't have the, I would never have the courage to do that in front of Tony and just kind of like allowing yourself to be seen for who you are as opposed to masking who you're not yeah. is a powerful thing too. Right, I think that's really hard. Uh, you wrote another great book, The Mask of Masculinity and how often we've been taught to hold back the feeling or put the mask up right. or create that barrier there. And then that big breakthrough when, hey, here's what happened to me. Hey, here's how I'm feeling. Right. Hey, here's where I need help. It's just like, it's such a level of personal freedom. Freedom. When that happens, it's like the great unlock. I wrote about that in the Motivation Manifesto yes. too. It's like, that's what we all want is a sense of personal freedom, to be who we really are, to pursue things we really care about with the, without the constrictions of our own fears and exactly. other people's judgments. Exactly. And that's what you're getting at. Like that, that moment of freedom when you can express feeling, or I'm, I'm sure people listening or watching, they can remember that moment mm. when they finally expressed love. I can remember when I told Denise that I love her. I remember exactly, I remember the dinner table. I remember where we were at. I remember the setting. I remember the music, everything. When I finally, we'd been together for some time and I finally said, you know, wow. I told her I love her. And, you know, she burst into tears. I burst into tears. It's a beautiful moment because for me, that was, a, I hadn't said that to a woman in a very long time. And so it was a very big deal for me. And later that night, I felt so fulfilled in bed. I'm like, you know, I said this. Yeah. Okay, it's here. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? It's like, cry, yeah, let it yeah. go. Tell them you love them. Don't hold it back kind of thing. Because I think that is the grand barrier of greatness uh -huh. is Ooh. overcoming all those things that you hold back and you know you hold back. And actually the funny thing is people think they hold back for self-protection. And yet when they hold back, they actually know it makes them miserable too. That's true. You know when you hold back, it makes you suffer more. And yet you keep doing it. And so it's a really compelling thing. If you don't break that barrier, which is why I love how you structured the book, because if you don't break that barrier, that idea that you will selflessly serve others, mm -hmm. you can't because you're in your own head and you're actually making yourself suffer more. And it's almost like when you achieve a little bit more personal freedom, you can see other people again. Yes. You can reveal yourself again. You can have this sense of beauty and meaning and joy in life, you know, not just success is like what you were talking about, mm -hmm. you know, which I love how you said there's a difference here. You know, a lot of successful people that are still unfulfilled and happy and feel loved, 100%. you know, that make a lot of money or have the accolades, but they come to you because they're like, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's because really they don't have peace about who they are. Yep. Something is not enough. Yep. And they don't accept who they are, whatever that is inside of them. And yeah. so that's why for me, it's been an ongoing journey of healing and finding meaning from all the things that I was ashamed of, afraid of, insecure about, and bringing it to the now mm -hmm. and being at peace with all those parts of me that are ugly and, you know, that you don't enjoy about yourself, that you yeah. feel shame and insecurity around. And just saying, you know what? It's okay. I love all those parts. I find meaning in them. And here's the vision I have moving forward of who I want to be now and in the future. And let me work towards it. And I love it. And I love it because when you can do that for yourself, you actually start seeing others, which I think is what gives you the connection, the desire yeah. to want to serve others. You recognize empathetically like, oh, these people are like me. These people I should help. I should serve. Like when you recognize your own wounds or feel your own wounds or your own pains and that pain turns into a purpose or a mission or a cause, I think that's so important. And, and for those who are listening and like are well read up on this, you know, like 
all spiritual texts, you know, the Bhagavad yeah. Gita, all contemporary leadership, Greenleaf servant leadership, yeah, yeah. you know, most of every spiritual text, whether it's the Bible or Quran or whatever, it is about a sense of reaching out to that selfless service yes. of other people. And that is itself a demonstration of love. And that is something that gives us happiness. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people relate with that and they get that. And then, okay, Brennan, I'm feeling good about myself today. I have my coffee. I'm actually, I'm not even my self-worth concerns and everything. I wanna be great today, Lewis. So, okay, they feel good. And they actually, they're, they're in a good place today. Yeah. And they wanna be great today. How do you be great daily? <clears throat> because I love how you talk about this, especially on the School of Greatness podcast, which I, I yeah. recommended for everybody all the time. So please make sure you listen to this. Lewis is one of the best interviewers in personal Thank development you. of all time. Thank you like unbelievable, but you, you talk about that a lot when you're trying to tease out what people think about greatness. And it often comes back to it, you know, it's not just legacy 50 years from now, yeah. right? It's how you're living your life. So mm -hmm. that person goes, all right, I hear what you guys are saying. I actually feel good today. Yeah. I'm ready to get at it. Like, how do you get things done? Or how do you live a great day mm. on the, on that achievement side, right? Yes. So if we're happy, we have a little personal freedom, we're ready to go. Cause a lot of people are listening to this, they're like, Brenda, I got it. I'm having a good day. Yeah. How do I be great today? What would you say? I think it starts with gratitude and appreciation when you wake up. Yes. And being thankful that you have another shot at life today because nothing's guaranteed. Mm. I, think, I think it's 180,000 people in the world die every day. I think mm. that's kind of the average, 180,000 die every day. You mm. woke up, you're not one of them. Be thankful, be thankful. You had traumatic, uh, traumatic accident in your life where you had an extra golden ticket, yeah. right? And Second you think about that every day, every right? Day. Second chance. And you think about that every day. And I think a lot of people take it for granted, you know? And when, when you see something like COVID happen, you realize, oh, okay, maybe, maybe it's, not, it's not guaranteed. So I wake up in gratitude. I've got a great partner and she's smiling next to me when I wake up and it's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. So I wake up enjoying gratitude and appreciation. I think that starts the day. I'm very clear on the night before of what I'm doing that day, the next day. So I have a clear game plan. And I talk about the greatness game plan, yes. you know? And for me, it's, Lisa, uh, yesterday, Lisa Billy was talking about like, if it's not scheduled, it's not gonna get done. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just so clear on my meaningful mission, which is to serve 100 million lives every single week to help them improve the quality of their life. Done, I'm clear. So I fill my schedule up for my health in the morning, because if I have my health, then I have more energy to take on the mission. So I, I love myself first, mm. I appreciate myself first. Mm. What we appreciate, appreciates in value. What we depreciate or discount or criticize goes down in value. Love that. So mm. I speak kindly to myself. I act in a healthy way in accordance to my vision to myself with my workouts, with my nutrition. I take care of me first. Then I have my schedule and I just do the things that are in full alignment with reaching that vision. Yes. And I say no to a lot of other stuff. I wasn't always this way. I used to say yes to everything. You try all this stuff, and I'm gonna yeah. do this and that and that. Especially and if you're a giver. 100%. You know, Unless that's the problem when you're a giver. This. Yeah. Yes. I'll talk to anyone, I'll do whatever you want. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm drained and exhausted, and I'm actually not accomplishing anything. And I have no boundaries, and all their boundaries exactly. became my boundaries exactly. and my agendas, and all of a sudden. And I'm so a people pleaser because I still doubt myself and all these things, yeah. right? And so I yeah. just, you know. I think with wisdom and experience and, and making tons of mistakes in my life, I started to learn the hard way over and over that I just gotta focus on my mission and have really quality relationships and make sure I get good sleep 
And so it's kind of just rinse and repeat, yeah. you know, in that in that phase. Now, I also have creativity and adventure and travel and things like that in my life. I'm not just like a, a robot. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's it's creating a rich, abundant life of what I want. But I schedule a lot of it. So Almost good. all of it. So good. You I schedule to. my workouts. I schedule my meetings. I schedule everything. And I allow myself to feel at peace with it all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the process. That's so huge. I also go to sleep with gratitude. Me and Martha, every night, what are three things you're grateful for? And, and I say those things. And it allows me to just reflect on the day. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to have a whole complete solid day and just repeating that over and over. You know what I've loved in um, being friends and watching your evolution, which you talk about so publicly and, you know, on everything um, that I've sensed was at this event, you know, I said, how's it going? And you said, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm full in my heart and yeah. peace because in your relationship, yeah, it's amazing. You're in the, in, you're in a, there's greatness in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has been uh, a, a secret of a lot of people in that room. You know, we heard the other day of someone saying, hey, if your home front is secure, you're way more likely to make bold bets and take risks, yes. you know, and I think it also makes so much joy, but greatness in a relationship, you know, because a lot of people think, oh, greatness, mindset. It's, again, they go back to achievement, but notice what we've talked about. We talked about healing. Now we're talking about relationships, right? You, you heal, you get your relationships right. The greatness journey is so much easier. And, uh, and I think about greatness and the calendaring thing you're talking about, like, I want to have a great relationship with my yes, wife. Yes. So at the beginning of the year, we try to sit down and schedule, what are our four big trips that we're going to take this year? That's cool. What are the little trips, side trips, you know, we're going to go to this, this city or that city? What time are we going to take away from each other? So I'll go take a, a boy's trip or she'll go out with the ladies, right? Um, when are we going to go see our, our families? Mm -hmm. But might, when we might go see our families separately, right? So we're building in like the rhythm of the year a little bit to be with each other deeply yes. and also be separate and create that tension and that, you know, that, that, that longing and that beauty. You've talked to so many people about relationships and I think you've had such a great breakthrough with, with Martha and, and you guys, yeah. I love how you guys yeah. are together. What are some like tips for greatness in relationship that not, 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 in, not necessarily yeah. in the book, not technical, sure. like for you two, mm -hmm. like has made this so amazing. Cause watching you two together is like, fills my heart. Mm -hmm. Like what, 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 what was that? Do you think? Well, I believe the greatest relationship we have is the one with ourselves, mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who you attract in your life if you don't have a great relationship with you internally. Uh -huh. And for many years of my life, I was unconsciously abandoning myself. I was beating myself internally. I was abandoning myself. I was doing harm to me. And it didn't matter who I had in my life. I wasn't able to love me. So how could they love me and me receive it? Mm. And so first I had to mend the relationship with myself in order to have a great relationship with someone else. And again, that goes back to healing. That goes back to having a coach to support me in tools and techniques that I wasn't integrated into yet into my life. Maybe I knew conceptually or understood analytically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I hadn't physically embodied the integration of practicing healing. And there was a shift inside my heart one day after about five months of ongoing emotional therapy coaching where I had this pain consistently, kind of off and on for years of my life. And it literally like kind of like unlocked and disintegrated through my body. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced. And I haven't felt this pain in my chest since. Wow. And that was about two years ago. And I would remember being like, what is this? And she goes, you're finally lifting the veil. There's been something that's been 
a film, a program, a guard that's been holding you back, and you're finally integrating your learning, your awakening, and it's allowing you to release the pain, the tension, the tightness, whatever it is that you are holding on to for so long. And I was kind of like, is this going to come back? I was like, you know, it feels, I felt so much peace, like a sense of love, like light just entered my heart where there was pain and just, just disintegrated through my body. It was such a weird feeling. And I just said, I want to keep feeling this peace. So I said, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep practicing, keep integrating. And when I feel like a little off, I'm just going to go back and keep practicing and integrating. Mm -hmm. And it's not comfortable to sit in front of someone and be vulnerable for two hours. For I spent eight hours one Saturday with a coach just going through and practicing and integrating. And I was like, this is not enjoyable to be on a Saturday to do this. <laughs> when I can go to the beach, I can hang out with friends, I yes. can watch TV, whatever it is. Got to work on yourself. But doing that consistently every two weeks for the last two years has been one of the most powerful experiences I've had with my own relationship to myself, mm. which has allowed me to have a better and great relationship with others. Yes. And so I think that's the key. A that's lot of so us, beautiful. a lot of us, and I'm to blame for this for most of my life where I wasn't willing to face myself. Mm. Maybe analytically I could, but I wasn't willing to face it emotionally fully. And that has been a game changer. And I'm not, I'm not saying everyone needs therapy every two weeks or something like sure. that, but I feel like whatever is holding you back, that's what you get to lean into. Mm -hmm. Whatever that might be. Consistently, consistently leaning to, I mean, that's what I, <clears throat> if I think of Lewis Howes, people say, what's Lewis like? I'm like, listen, one thing you need to know about this guy, his heart is as big as he is. He's a big dude. He has a huge heart. Second, he's in this for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Because in this industry, no one endures 10 years right. if they're not in it for the right reasons. They don't love it. Right. They get rich quick or they do something, but they even if they make it or they don't, they have burned out. In five or six years, they're gone because their heart wasn't in it. Yeah. And I'm like, so his heart is huge. He's in it for the right reasons. And his consistency in everything he does is the most admirational thing because mm. it's so hard to be that consistent. And I think that's one of the things that really leads to greatness. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm gonna consistently explore where I need to heal. I'm gonna consistently have the tough conversation. I'm gonna consistently drive even when I have self-doubt. I'm gonna consistently show up and do my craft. Mm -hmm. I think that is such a huge element of, of, of your success. And I know it's in the book. Um, I, I think of the, the, the book and why people need to read it. Where do you think, you know, uh, in, in their journey of being consistent and being greater, what's, what's a, I would say, non-conventional advice in the book where you feel like, you know what, most people don't think about this when they think about mindset. Because I think, I think that's what this whole conversation was, yeah. which I love. Is there anything else in the book that you feel like, you know, you took a topic and flipped yeah. it on side or people wouldn't think of that? Counterintuitive. I think a lot of people look at, in terms of like business and life success and goals, I think a lot of people focus on how can they make the most money um, in a lot of ways. Like, what's the thing that's going to make me money? What's the opportunity to make money? Mm. And let me just like, ooh, there's an opportunity. Let me go do that thing. Like you said, people kind of fizzle out after three to five years because they chase an opportunity as opposed to doing it more heart-centered, meaningful mission. Some people don't know what to get into. They're just like, I'm not even sure what to get into. There's so many options. And I always talk about like getting clear on your, your passions and your powers. So the things that excite you, the things you're interested in, think about those things. And then think about the superpowers you have 
creating a fear list and turning the things uh, that make you feel powerless into superpowers mm -hmm. by going all in on them. And then the third P is figuring out what's the problem that you want to solve. And a lot of people go after an opportunity to make money as opposed to solving the problem hmm. that is fulfilling and meaningful to them. Hmm. I help a lot of people in different charities. If they reach out to me, I'll donate on pretty much any cause, you know, 50, 100 bucks or something for people's causes. Yeah. But I invest more in the problem that is fulfilling to me that I want to solve, which is childhood education and ending sex slavery for kids because those are meaningful to me. Mm. So I go all in on solving those problems. I help those causes in a more meaningful, bigger way because that is closer to my life. And that's the problem I want to solve. So I use my talents. I use my passion and my power, my talents, my interests, and I figure out a problem. People in the kind of creator economy or the coaching consultant economy my friend Rory Vaden said this to me one time. He said, you know, you are perfectly positioned to help the person you once were. And I think figuring out mm. how do I not go after the money-making opportunity, but go after a problem that is meaningful for me, it'll be more long-lasting. Yeah. I can be more consistent on that problem because it's closer to me. You can make a money doing a lot of things right now. You mm -hmm. could sell toothbrushes. Mm -hmm. You know, you could sell right. nail polish yeah. and people would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but is is it solving a problem right. that is meaningful right. for you? Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do That's it. Right. And I think a lot of people do stuff because they can, not because they should. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I just want to honor you and acknowledge you because I've had the blessing of being on your show where you did said so many kind things to me. I think about your consistency. Uh, I recommend the greatness mindset to everybody. If you're listening, get this. I also want to say you're a great man. Thank you. And when I think of greatness... I know people hear that and I, I give you that compliment. Oh, he's a great man. And it's not because all of his achievements. It's because he's in motion today trying to be his best self and serve other people. And to me, that's a form of greatness. Working each day, practicing each day to try to be the best of who you are and to serve other people. And I see you do that every dang Thanks, day brother. for so many years. That's why I think you're a great man. I appreciate you. I love you. Love you, brother. Appreciate you, man. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Lewis Howes. Make sure you pick up The Greatness Mindset, an unbelievable book. You're going to really enjoy it. And listen, while you're here, make sure you go and join us in Growth Day as well. If you're not a Growth Day member, it's so powerful that every single week you can have live coaching and training from the world's best motivational teachers in Growth Day. So make sure you check it out. Don't let this be the end of this conversation for you today. Every single week, I bring the biggest keynoters in the world together, the greatest wellness experts in the world together. And it's not an interview, it's them teaching full frameworks on how to get the transformation. Go to growthday.com and join us there. I appreciate you being part of this journey of personal development. Today, you made self-improvement a way of life. And I always love to say, every day is a great day to grow. And I love that we did it together. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, 
If you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori, and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn. To earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about, you know, their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're going to get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot. You'll be motivated and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Hey, it's Brendan. And I wanna tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in, I've got paying members coming in, I've got all these different products or courses or programs, and, and they've always had these different logins, they've been all over the place. Now with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post, I can post. We can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own, not an option. Too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so.